Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast episode three, and it is the three of us today, and we're going to be discussing pre, peri, and post-workout nutrition, as not only do we get a lot of questions on this, but it's also really important. Whether your goal is building, whether you're in a fat loss phase, getting pre, post, and for some peri-workout nutrition is really important. So let's dive in. This is actually our second time recording this because last oh, yeah. week we started and my my Zoom went on the blitz. I've never seen after, that. After 38 How good minutes. How far did we get? <laughs> we were doing yeah, good. We were about, doing good. We were in the flow and then... I've never, I've never seen that. And anyway, I think it was a, an yeah. update on Zoom. Just say the drivers and the update were not, uh, were not at par. So yeah. Anyway. Technological issues. I remember we one of our first episodes we had to record twice. Do yeah. You remember there was yeah, another yeah. one that we did it, and it was, yeah. You, when, I think we were still figuring out the apps, the, <laughs> the sound. It was one. It was one of the very first ones. Yeah, actually, yeah. early. Uh, but yeah, and we've got another episode that we recorded at the moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> previous so, one. Episode, uh, hundreds of episodes is still somewhere, but somewhere in the, the atmosphere, cl- in the cloud, mm. in uh, the cloud somewhere. It's, uh, Hopefully, it's in the cloud. It's it is just, bizarre thinking the, that, isn't it's it? It's the December mood, sort of. Uh, yeah, even the apps. Uh, almost going on holiday. holiday yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> so you say it's getting really cold in the uk andy i know in scotland yeah. it's snowing um, i regret because i got back late last night from traveling and i left my suitcase oh no stuff in my car so i've got to get that out at some point which would be good because i've got some tracksuit bottoms some nice clean tracksuit bottoms i remember i was gonna slide on that when i was like oh i'm in my car oh, just no. sitting here in shorts and so I put my heating's on, but no, yeah, summer weather's proper wintry, but we got my, I don't know if you can see what it. What is it? My, negative, negative something. Oh, wow, well, I can see it. It's going to be a bit blurry. Yeah, it's all right, nice. So we're all in Christmas mode here, like for that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, um, so weather needs to be cold, that's the whole point of, and that's why I never do Christmas in Kenya, I don't do warm Christmas. <laughs> it needs to be, it needs to be cold Christmas. Yeah, well, we never, we usually finish up our recording before the Christmas sort of period, but uh, this time we'll just carry on going. We're not feeling very festive at all. Uh, not yet. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Not yet, anyway, but uh, maybe we'll get there. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's let's dive right into it. Um, See, I was going to say, before you start, oh, yeah. Yeah, you went to Edinburgh the wrong time. If you went now, you'd feel festive. That's true. Yeah. Edinburgh, Edinburgh and Scotland in the winter. You wouldn't have been able to walk far, but, but, <laughs> but it made you feel festive. No, all the lights I've seen, like my brother sent me yeah. photos. It's, it's, it is, it's so, it is so, really nice, so festive. Here, like if you, if you don't go out much, like you can completely 
yeah, yeah. not yeah. not feel the usual places the yaya center probably and the malls yeah, yeah a few lights of the malls that's it but yeah, yeah it's not it's not quite the same as a cold northern hemisphere winter mm. <laughs> yes so let's yeah let's dive into this topic and yeah like i say whether i think a lot of people don't realize that your sort of nutrient timing is really important whatever phase you're in if you're in a fat loss phase if you're in a gaining phase it's important um you know as was to help you with managing your your you know your insulin your blood glucose and then in a fat loss phase it can be very helpful to aid in your performance and recovery and then if you're at maintenance it's still good for for both of those reasons so i guess we can start with our, our pre-workout um and I, I think i think that's probably the most common question because people train at so many different times so it's yeah. like when do when and what should i eat you know pre-workout yeah i think you know one thing i'll always caveat here is if you haven't got your energy balance right first you know you need to start there you shouldn't even be worrying about nutrient timing if your energy balance isn't where it needs to be. Yeah, good point. Because you've got bigger, you know, let's get, you know, let's start, get the bigger blocks in place. And, but when you talk about optimal training and, you know, optimal blood glucose management, timing of meals is important. And, you know, um, you know, so once you are hitting your targets, your nutritional targets, then you can sort of broaden your scope to looking at how to best optimize performance throughout training yeah. and blood glucose management. So it's just about you know making sure you've got enough glycogen in your muscles through training, and you've got enough active blood glucose in your blood to give you that you know burst of energy that you need when you're in the gym and you're able to increase your strength yeah and just to just you know remember that you know glucose is your body's preferred fuel source Mm -hmm. and the easiest way for your body to do that is to get it from carbohydrates so when you eat a meal of carbohydrates your body's going to break that down into glucose and if you need it then and there it will use the glucose if not it's stored in your liver and muscle cells as uh, glycogen and I mean it, your body can break down uh, non-carbohydrate substances into glucose but that's very difficult so carbohydrates yeah. are the preferred fuel source yeah you know as you said the body can turn fats into energy but it's a very inefficient method yeah and it's a very slow methodology so you know if you're looking for this is why, and I always say this, you'll never find, or you don't generally find, top-tier athletes of any sport who are keto. Yeah. You just don't find them. It's yeah. like, you, know, you can you can tell people doing keto or ancestral, I, you know, I, I get a lot of benefit from doing keto diets, um, eating that way, but I also know that it's not optimal for energy usage. And the reality is that is borne out by, if you look at athletes, professional athletes, how do their diets look? 
And you'll also see before we, you know, before we race and things, do the events, sport, you know, a bit of football, rugby, they will, you know, hour, two hours before, yeah. you know, make sure we've got enough carbohydrates in their, in their food, and, you know, and there are variations of how far away from the activity window is how, you know, the closer you get to activity, the more simplified your carb needs to be because you need it quicker. So the further away from the training window in that, as, you know, when we're looking at training, you can get away with full meals, complex carbohydrates, take a bit of time to break down, more fiber, because, you know, that needs to digest to then become uh, bioactive. Uh, bioactive is yeah, no, that's a good, I like it, yeah. Bioactive. Bioactive, bioavailable <laughs> um, in the body. Um, you know, when you get onto things like look at really simple carbs, like, you know, in the bodybuilding show, the stuff you have before maybe 10, 15 minutes before you jump on stage, like a bit of jam or something. Yeah, yeah. Or a, a teaspoon of honey. It could be anything, but it's simple. It's, it's sugar, essentially. You can take on sugar almost in a yeah, neat form, but, you know, it will go and spike your blood glucose quickly. Yeah. But that's then energy to use immediately. Yeah. So let's, let's, how about we look at, you know, the person who trains first thing in the morning, um, like what, what is the optimal, what is the optimal timing and what would they eat? Say if you train at 6 a.m. Well, assuming it's the first thing you're doing in the morning, first I'd look at the meal, the previous meal at yeah. night. That's the, as much as many people are scared of having carbs at night, you're thinking of you're not going to be doing so uh, too much at night. So it'll all be stored up glucose and glycogen. And you're doing it thinking of the next day, which is the morning of training. And if you want, I guess morning, it's, it's not easy to wake up, cook a meal, eat a meal, and then go training, especially if you're, you're on a time restriction. So you want, you want to think, you know, just wake up, get my water pre, pre-workout, whatever it is, and go straight into training. So I'd say first, if you're an early trainer, first look at your last meal before you go to bed. If you have no problems eating carbs at night, if it doesn't mess with your mental, if it doesn't mess with your mind, that would be the first thing I'd do. Keep those carbs in at night um, as you know one of your last meals before you go to bed think yeah i think it's important to understand for people to understand this you know when we talk about the simple carbs that blood glucose spike that is not going to give you the muscular glycogen stores yeah yeah because so what you want to do is make sure even before you you know look at immediate energy sources is to look at how can we replenish our glycogen in our muscles and after they've been busy and active you know, you are going to need a quite a, a decent meal before bed to make sure you wake up with fully loaded glycogen. Yeah. And, you know, then come the next morning, you know, you can either, you know, I would prefer to say have something a bit more, you know, you can even have a fruit juice, yeah, yeah. some oats in, or smoothies. I prefer smoothies. 
But it's all to do with how far before the, the difference between the time you wake up versus the time you train. Training. If we're talking, it's within an hour, you're going to have to look at something that's quite really quick to digest. Yeah. In pre-digest so you could have a smoothie if it was not very fibrous mm. you could have fruit juices um but that's on the top of what you ate the night before yeah so you gotta make sure you have enough uh enough stuff enough glycogen in your nighttime meal to make sure that you are yeah. ready to go i think if yeah like you said if you if you if you're not okay with having your carb like carb heavy meals at night i think smoothies are amazing even if it means you know waking up 15 20 minutes earlier maybe it's been pre-prepared the night before i think smoothies are are an amazing yeah. i always say pre-make them have them ready again. yeah because sleep you know this is not good well, you know, what you don't want is people you know, cutting their sleep short to eat if you can yeah. help it. Yeah, it's true. like, you know, but so as long as they're getting enough sleep, you know, I put sleep above the actual. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, what time are you going to bed? Will that eat that last meal? And it's timing that last meal of the day to, you know, to make sure you can sleep properly. Then sleep, then wake up, you know, but. Once you nail that, you wake up and you'll have loads of energy, you mm-hmm. know, from eating the night before. You know, you have that smoothie, you know, you're good to go, or you should be good to go. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. no, I think uh, that's a really good point. Like, don't sacrifice your sleep. Don't be waking up at 4 a.m. so that you can, you know, true. have your pre-workout meal. I mean, unless that's part of your routine. Um, and, you know, important to know that, you know, your liver can store about eight hours worth of mm-hmm. glycogen. Um, so it is important to, you know, if you, you know that should generally cover you throughout the night, um, and then if you like, gents have said, have a smoothie or, um, like Andy said, a fruit juice. That's such a, you know, and fresh fruit juice, yeah, rather fresh than fruit. a packet, a packet one. You know, gets gets the the vitamins in there as well, um, mm. and you know, or you could just have a banana. That's pretty easy to digest. Yeah. Um, Try to keep the fats down just because that does take a bit longer. Um, but yeah, banana, protein smoothie, a rice cake, you know, it's just something because I know a lot of people don't have an appetite in the morning. Yeah. Or the other thing is make sure you have a nice, you know, carb, he- carb heavy dinner the night before and then ha- use intra workout supplements um, or, or even. You could use a, instead of a specific, like, carbohydrate, uh, cyclic carbohydrate, cyclic dextrin, or essential amino acids, you could kind of make your own little cocktails, is what I do, with, like, coconut water, yeah. orange juice, or Take even... coconut water, fruit juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice. And some salt. You can even, to be fair, if you've already bought protein powder, mm-hmm. you can use protein powder mix of fruit juice and you know coconut water because then you know the, you can get the aminos out of the protein powder yeah you can get the electrolytes out of coconut water and the carbohydrates out of fruit juice yeah, there's, nice. there's a client who's been doing that and they've told me i should try to 
Get some aminos in there. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that works. And because, the, I mean, all these supplements do add up. Um, you yep, know, yep. I think like the cyclic dextrin here is maybe 5,000. Yeah, essential amino, cheap, amino yeah. acids are another 3,000. And then if you're someone who takes a pre-workout, that's another 3,000. It gets expensive. So you can use natural products. So the coconut water, orange juice, uh, salt, Mm -hmm. It's such a great combo, as well as supporting your adrenals. There's a bonus in there. Um, <laughs> but if you, you know, and then like pre-workout is a, another one. We might as well just throw that in there as a bonus. Like the pre-workout, <laughs> I always tell clients, it's not an essential supplement. However, no. if you like it, have it, but look at your caffeine levels across the day because pre-workouts mm -hmm. are very high in caffeine i've actually started using lower caffeine i realize caffeine generally doesn't do much to me anyway <laughs> so therefore you know i might as well use a pump product when training and not a high stim pre-workout yeah so you know because it's all just added i'd rather have a couple of cans of monster a day than <laughs> Then you're... Yeah, yeah, and worry about the caffeine in the yeah. free workout. But here's the thing, you know, some of them have some good stuff in, like the creatine, and you know, it's just one way. But make sure you've eat, you've had something digested first, that you've got some, you've had you hydrated with some water for you know pre-workout. You should be waking up at five in the morning. First thing you do is smash a pre-workout. I also think <laughs> the dogs... Sorry, our dog is dreaming. I don't know if you can hear him. Chasing a monkey. I was going to say also, <laughs> this is crazy. Anyway, this all this like the pre-training, we're assuming you, like you said, sleep is key. We're assuming you're sleeping well. It's not, yeah, you've eaten a nice meal at eight or nine. Then you're going to sleep at midnight only to wake up at 4 a.m. to go push a heavy session. It, it, you, it's one of those you just have to set your priorities right and decide, okay, this means a lot to me. So I may have to sleep earlier if I want to train earlier or prepare my smoothie the night before and not wake up and be rushing through it and then you know blame time for that so all this is just assuming you have the you have the basic foundations under under control so yeah. yeah um and then just a quick note like just on on stress like for those people who just wake up have a coffee have a pre-workout mm -hmm. and then train fasted that would me to me be the ultimate no-no, you know, especially as a woman, but because that can have huge knock-on effects on your hormones. But you are just flooding your body with stress hormones for one. Like the caffeine is going to spike your glucose, it's going to release cortisol, and because you've not eaten anything, 
then your body's going to be in a catabolic state where you're actually breaking down muscles. So mm. please don't fall into that fasted, caffeinated state there. And I know it is tempting for many people because they're like, oh, I'm not hungry. Or they think that this is going to be burning fat. Um, please don't do that. You want to fuel your performance. Don't see your gym time as a time to be burning extra calories. I mean, if it does, great, but you're there for the other benefits of it. And for that, you want to push performance and you need to fuel that. Yeah, true, 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 true. Fasted caffeine run over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, which I, I, I think many people do that and... Many. Even men. Yeah, and you wonder why progress isn't, uh, you know, you're failing progress. Then there's that one day, maybe you went out with friends, had a nice big dinner, potatoes and everything. You wake up and you're like, oh, the pump, the training was good. And it's It's like, yeah, because you you fueled it. (laughs) And I mean, we we normally train like mid-morning, midday, and I prefer to have at least two meals in because I notice a difference if I train in the morning Mm, with, you know, I mean, if I train in the morning, it would probably, I try and eat something, but it wouldn't be the same as having two, you know, carb meals in. Um, So yeah, it will all depend when you train. So I think, I think Andy, you're, you, you train in the afternoon, don't you? Yeah. So I always say to people, if one someone says to me, I can train either before work or after work, which one do you prefer? Mm. I'd always say after work. I said, whilst you're more generally fatigued, yeah, yeah, you can get through that. At least you've had probably at least two to three meals. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know, when you're training and trying to squeeze it in in the morning, you're rushing it anyway. Yeah. So just, you know, I prefer the afternoon. You know, I normally have three meals, you know, by that point. And yeah, you know, it, it's a little busier in the gyms at that time, but you know, I'm fueled and I'm good. It's, you know, I prefer to train then anyway. Yeah, and you know, we eat generally like an hour and a half before we train, and we go for more simple carbs. So, go to for me is just white rice, plain white rice, yeah. um, usually with chicken. Um, and then keeping keeping the fiber and fat quite low, so it's all easy to digest. There's not much, you know, you're not going to be at risk of any sort of GI distress, hopefully. Um, and I mean, you do the same, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I just usually end a banana. And yeah, yeah, yeah having a bit of fruit as well is really great. So you've got different types of carbs. Yeah. Um. So that's a yeah. If you do that like an hour and a half or even two hours before you train, if you can, that's optimal. Yeah. Yeah, I would say two 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 hours to one and a half. Yeah. You, know, you don't really want to get below one and a half. But as we said, from the closer you get to training, the more simplified. And I always talk about sort of pre digested food. So anything sort of like mince yeah, it's mm-hmm. minced chicken breast. It can even be oats and stuff, you know, anything that's sort of blended down a bit you know, cream of rice type of situation where as the closer you get, the closer you get towards that training, it goes from being a meal to, you know, that's why the last thing is kind of a smoothie juice stage because it's yeah. quite far down on that, that you know, that sort of yeah. you know, scale. So, yeah, keep it simple, keep your fat slow, you know, and then, yeah, yeah you go straight in. 
Yeah, and I guess depending on what I'm training and how hard I plan to push, I'll, I might throw in an intra-training drink, like uh, the cyclic dextrin you're saying. But if I feel like if it's if it's a arm shoulder session, I, I never feel the need no. to, <laughs> to add in like a cyclic dextrin. But I've noticed it comes in handy on the days I'm doing maybe higher volume leg or higher volume uh, back days. Those ones are an intra-carb source has really come in handy for me big time. Yeah, Yeah. if you're doing, I think, workouts over an hour, Yeah. you know, if it's under an hour and you're fueled properly either side, you don't need to go there. No, no. You know, that's just... Yeah, you just don't need it. Yeah. But if yeah, I, if I you I tend not to use the AAs at the moment unless it's like day. Yeah, unless it's a, yeah. an intense session, and like you'll know yeah. if you've run out of carbs. <laughs> it feels like you've just hit a wall, and like I used to find that when we did the JP training, and yep. that's when oh, I man. started um, taking cyclic dextrin, and that really really helped. Um, just hang on one second. And then when I started taking that cyclic dextrin, it made a huge difference because those workouts were about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, whereas now I try and keep my training under an hour and not as intense, um, just for reasons of managing my Hashimoto's. And there's no way I would need that now. Um, so I think, you know, or if you're doing some crazy CrossFit stuff, or if you're... You know, if you're doing, I guess, I mean, I don't know a lot about like cardio endurance training. I guess you're, you're taking more like gels and things. But in your resistance training session, if it's under an hour, I think, you know, just ensure rather than spending money on supplements, ensure your pre and post uh, training nutrition is on point and you won't need that. Yeah, I think it just depends on how intense you train, your goals and if if you have extra money to spend on extra yeah. supplements, yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, if you can afford it, you can do it. You know, sometimes they're nice tasting, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, he yeah. did know, um, and that's the reality. If you can afford it and you've got everything else ticked off, you know, you might as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, you don't need it. Um, yeah, it's like it's like you said. If you have way, I think I think you can use it for multiple occasions so to speak rather like than prep in prep you mm. could you know you can use the AAs yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know it's normally very low calorie your energy levels are a bit low because you're not eating so much food you're getting in cardio and training so during prep EAAs are be good. important during the off season you're eating so much anyway <laughs> yeah. that actually you don't really need the EAAs at all that's why I'm at at the moment. That's why I'm not really having any. Yeah. Um, so you know, come you know, once I'm back in prep, it will be a different story. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Like, if you are in a fat loss phase, they can be really useful because I know, like Andy, you used to you used to try and like push your first meal back. So yeah. then having some essential amino acids could be really useful. Exactly. Or if you are training sort of in the morning and you're in a fat mm. loss phase then having an intra workout supplement or even just the you know the coconut water orange juice combo yep. with some essentials or your whey 
would be really great because you're trying as hard as you can to hold on to all that muscle that you have built and you know if you're not getting enough then your body is going to start breaking it down because it's an expensive tissue and you also need like a certain amount of of protein to stimulate protein synthesis um and that's that's usually about 20 grams um so yeah just throwing that in there as well mm. so fat loss yeah you've you've got to you've got to really be on top of it and i know you know your carbs might be lower in a fat loss phase but you know you want to fuel your training because you also need to provide your muscles with a stimulus so that you keep them and if you don't have enough fuel for that performance and you're you know having really subpar training you know you are going to lose muscle um yeah. so it's it's so important um and i i guess we can talk about that now is that's that sandwiching your training with the majority of your carbs um you know i would say whether or not you are in a fat loss phase is really beneficial so you know in a fat loss that will help fuel the the training and if you are in sort of a gaining phase then that will help with managing your your blood glucose and insulin because that's you know when your body is most likely to use all those carbs i always say to clients your higher carbs should be around your, your uh, highest activity levels yeah 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 because you know this is the reality you know what are we use carbohydrates for energy yeah mm-hmm. you know so if you're not you know you they're not really there's no real need for them so you know high carbs and then how we look at those carbs it's like different you know pre-training keep fat slow higher carbs post-training yeah. uh, increase the fats and keep carbs relatively high still yeah you want to replenish you want to replenish a glycogen but you know you're not going to be active so you can slow down digestion by adding the additional fats and higher fiber carbohydrate sources yeah. yeah yeah i mean so let's talk about post-workout nutrition and when you train you are in you your para, sorry your sympathetic nervous system is activated um and that is the one where you are not prioritizing digestion and chill so you want to make sure you are relaxed and you switch back into your parasympathetic or rest and digest system before you eat you know if you've if you've if you've hit that pre-workout you've hit some pretty intense music it might take you a while to calm down um so you don't need to be getting in your post-workout meal like within half an hour of training otherwise you're going to lose all your gains that's just not true it most important is is you are calm and then you have your post-training meal i usually have it like an hour just mm. 45 minutes to an hour after i train yeah um yeah it depends on how hungry i am but it, yeah. well that too <laughs> that too <laughs> about i try to give it about half an hour if i'm super like super yeah. hungry i'll just eat but yeah same i give it 45 yeah, how long is your journey back from a gym <laughs> yeah. um you know the anabolic window like when i was young it used to be like quick make it oh yeah shake, it, immediately just the gym. <laughs> you know go to a water fountain and everyone's doing it um but now we understand the anabolic windows oh. you know there till at least sort of six hours post training if not longer so there's no rush and yeah you're right i always tell clients 
wait until your resting heart rate's back down to base level. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, your digestion will be affected when you've got elevated heart rates. You know, you're in a slightly more stressed state. So you want to be, as I said, just chilled. You know, you want your digestion to be optimal. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about optimality, that's not even a word either. I'm just making up new word. <laughs> Bioactive, but, um, it's all good. Yeah. Um, optimality. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to be optimal, you yeah, you need to be looking at, you know, where's my heart rate at? Should I be eating? Am I relaxed enough? Am I, you know, yeah. to be eating. This is half problem with people will be eating at work and be grab and go at work mm-hmm. and we're in and out of stressful meetings and just food. You can't digest properly. You're not getting yeah, you know, you're not getting the goodness out of food. All that's happening is you know, you're increasing blood glucose with very little digestive benefits because mm-hmm. you're in a stress state. So you know, what you want to do is just let your heart rate come down, be relaxed, enjoy your meal. Exactly. And it's kind of similar to your pre training meal. So a relatively simple carb to digest. I mean, yeah, rice, potatoes. Um, and yeah, again, I, I might add in some, some easy to digest veggies um, and yeah. a little bit of fat. Um, yeah. But I, again, like, yeah, keep, keep it relatively simple. Um, and again, like go for, I mean, I can't remember the exact figure, but it's like, is it like 1.5? grams of carb per body weight something like that if you're going all sciencey but just think like 50 percent or maybe a bit more of your carbs around your training you know and you'll be good it, it doesn't have to be exact mm-hmm. um i mean i usually have like 150 maybe 200 grams of rice afterwards kind of the same before um and then yeah piece of fruit as well don't be scared of fruit. It's a great. <laughs> fruit is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and then keep keeping your. I keep sort of more of my fats and more of the veggies for like my first and last kind of meals. I find that yeah, just works. This is one of the things where, I'm yeah, you know, I'm never too stressed about. Post training, how quickly it goes in because we know that anabolic windows open. Yeah. But you, you are you know you do want to replenish glycogen, but. You know, I always think get that's where you can get some fibre in as well. You know, you don't need loads, but you know, you should be getting vegetables per meal anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, the only meal I say you don't really need your vegetables is your pre-training if it gets closer to your training window. I have mine far enough away where I can have vegetables with every meal, but you know, it's it's also you know how much bloat. Yeah. cause you because that can affect digestion as well so you know it's it's you know there's a main takeaway to a lot of this is finding out what foods you digest well mm-hmm. yeah yeah, you know, yeah. talk about this with you know clients go on stage it's like when we go what carbs should i use to you know um to peak or something yeah <laughs> it's like well what carbs have you been eating with digest really well you know I wouldn't start changing anything. Yeah. You know, keep to rice if you've been having rice a lot I always can say keeping some potatoes and the potassium yeah. has to do with water balances um, keep up potassium and sodium at a good level but um, but outside of that you know rice stay away from things like bread because you know it's likely it cause blow 
And once you're bloated, your digestion is off. You know, you're not going to be digesting properly if you, you know, your, your stomach's filled with gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Like finding what works for you. Like I can eat like zucchini, carrot, no problem at all. But like if you're having a huge bowl of sort of salad with raw kale and raw cruciferous veggies before or after you train that might not be such a good idea but well, i don't understand people's obsession with broccoli i know I oh I, I do like people digest broccoli terribly on the whole <coughs> excuse me you know, people like you know why are you eating broccoli you don't even digest properly yeah. i think yeah. I'm, I'm one of those i i used yeah. to love it and I learned about it in prep, and it's like, well, it's rice, chicken, and broccoli. It's the bodybuilder way, but it just, it was bad for me. And I'm like, yes, I like it, but it it just doesn't work. And it's forcing it is just not doing me any favors. And there's so many other, I'd say, green vegetables that my my body can digest. So. It, yeah. it didn't make sense. I, yeah. I kept forcing it for a very long time, but yeah. I yeah, don't feel like way. you have to eat, you know, like, yeah. I generally find like cooked vegetables are much easier for you to digest. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, broccoli is okay, like well cooked. I don't know how people eat it raw. I just, <laughs> I just don't. Um, but, but yeah, I would keep that, keep, well, keep yeah. that way away from your, from your yeah. training and you'll be good. Yeah. So what about people who train late at night? What would your tips be for them? Well, training late at night, you should be fully loaded on your glycogen. You know, as in, you know, you've had all day to get your meals in. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and when you hit training, you know, don't have caffeinated pre-workout. Um, you know, once you get in there, what you want to do is you do have to manage your the heart bits post-training carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, you're probably better off with intra carbohydrates mm-hmm. you know because it depends on how much time by the time when you say late night between getting optimal sleep again i would say if a window between the end of your training session and when you need to go to bed is narrow and you find yourself force feeding yourself really quickly get an indigestion ruins your sleep don't eat after the gym shower go to bed you know if you have intra carbs, you know you, you can you know be carried over to the morning to have your first meal. You know, because sleep is more important. Yeah, yeah. I think it's people just have this idea that I've trained, I must eat. It's like it's even if it's midnight, it's like you've trained your body's in like the fly, uh, fight or flight so even sleep will not come by easily then you go eat there's digestion so it's it's where if you've set your meals well throughout the day then yeah like you've said have your intra maybe after have a light whey protein alone you, you should reverse you, should you can good. have another smoothie on your way yeah. home yeah 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 but, exactly you know, should be... it's like you know it's one of those things where you know what you don't want to do uh what you don't want to do is just force 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 food the food stress yeah. you know go without sleep purely for the sake of a meal you know the difference is you know if you are a like pro bodybuilder in a gaining phase mm-hmm. priorities are different, you it's know? Very different. You know, but 
a person who's got a normal nine to five type job, you'll get up for work and you're set on your timings and stuff and you can't lay in and sleep. You know, you have to think, let's prioritize sleep because for overall health, that's probably the most, one of the most important things we can do for ourselves. Uh, consistently have good sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, is what you're doing going to impact on your sleep? Because as we said, you know, if you've eaten well all day, you've still got, you know, essential amino acids in your blood, you've got triglycerides there, you've got your carbohydrates, you know, yeah, you'd be a little bit depleted, but you go to bed, you don't need to be active. Yeah. You, know, you can wake up and have your first carbohydrate loaded meal. You know, it's the, it's the opposite way around to the morning training. So, you know, you don't need to be carried over to the morning. Yeah. I'd, I'd say if, if, I'd say the same, if, your training is the last thing you do before you get home. Yeah, shower and sleep. Put your meals yeah. where your last meal is your pre-training meal. And then, yeah, just get home, shower, sleep. Hydrate and sleep, yeah. I've done it. Like, a uh, stage where I was really busy, mm. you know, I, didn't, I had an app for a gym. It was a 24-hour gym, and you could tell you when the gym was relatively empty. <laughs> And this would mean, you know, Catherine was working late. And when we would go to the gym at like 11 o'clock at night when it was empty, I would just grab a whey shake, you know, after I finished, sit, you know, do some stretching and stuff in the gym, get my heart rate down, chill. Then on the, on the drive home, drink my whey protein. I'm going to bed. Go home and sleep, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the good thing about if you have to drive to and from a gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got that time to... You've just got to walk slowly to We will walk very slowly to our gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need that time to yeah. it is. A, it is. I think, you know, if you do have like a 20, 30 minute drive to your gym, like use that. That's really useful. Mm. Um, you know... Put on some chilled music. Yes. Don't put on anything hectic. Yes. Yes. Hopefully you don't meet. Just yeah. Right. yeah don't. don't meet any pro boxers or matatus oh, on yeah. your way back, and you you should be okay. But um, yeah. yeah, I think just going back to what Andy said in the beginning, just making sure you've got your big rocks in place first. Yeah. And that sleep is up there. Like, don't get sucked into the anabolic window or getting you know too caught up in being perfect. Like. It, you get the big rocks and then you can look at optimizing things um, and making sure that, you know, it works for you, you know, your, your lifestyle, your training schedule, your budget. Um, and yeah. you really, you really don't, I, I want to emphasize this, that you really don't need to go and buy a load of expensive supplements. No. You really don't. You can get everything you want from food. Like right now, I don't even use a whey protein powder. I, can, I get every. I can, everything I need for my food like whey is so useful um and I think for many people it's a lifesaver but again like if you can't afford it you don't have to have it you just need to be a bit more uh organized Mm -hmm. um you know with with your meals um but thinking thinking ahead and planning like you know for the smoothie in the morning like just prepping things so it's all really easy for you I think that makes a huge difference and then I mean, like, we're, 
we just try and eat the same time every day. Like even if it's a not like even today we're not training, we generally will eat at the same time, and that just, just helps routine, get yeah. you. You know, your body <laughs> kind of knows what to expect and when. I mean, we generally eat the same kind of things, so that all makes it pretty easy for us. And I was going to ask you there because I generally eat the same. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if you had slightly different mess. Like for some of my clients, do different mess day nutrition. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys reduce the carbohydrates so on your rest days? Mm-hmm. Or- yeah, yeah. Like what I'll do is I'll just eat more potatoes <laughs> and root yeah. vegetables rather than rice. And yeah, no, I will. I will. We both yes. do. We both eat yeah. more fat on on rest days. Keep protein the same. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I'd say my rest day is just a meal less than my normal days which uh it's something since i i did the coaching with jp i just kept it that way and it, it's it's just stayed so and it works perfect for me so i um because i'm i don't know maybe some people are like this maybe but when i don't train i just i i don't feel hungry that much so it it works amazing that i'm able to control my say carb intake on on rest days pull out your pre-training meal yeah and yeah and it does it doesn't really doesn't it i've perfect whether i'm cutting massing up not not really craving much i'm not feeling too tired unless the previous training session was was like super intense then i'll feel it a bit but the meals still they're they're just good i'm not i'm not suffering throughout the day the rest day sorry but yeah it's it's, yeah i think like it's it really depends on like for some clients i feel like they can manage that like changing their calories for others it's just like you know just keep it keep it the the same (laughs) keep it the same and i mean you do want to you know on rest days you're prioritizing recovery Mm. you know you want some carbs um, yeah, you know, yeah. to help replenish all your glycogen stores and to help with repair and all of that. But um, the protein just never changes. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> just yeah. I just find because I mean, I keep my my steps up. Sometimes now I'll do like a, a cardio session, um, and but if I do a cardio session, then I'll keep the carbs high mm. for that. So you know, if if you're someone who's listening and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm just struggling day to day, like. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Yeah. But if you if you if you're like yeah this that's easy for me to to change your calories, you can give it a go, and you know that's all kind of part and parcel of carbon calorie cycle. Like I keep even on the rest days, my calories are the same. It's just that the carbon fat ratio will change. But you sound like you actually reduce your calories. Yeah, yeah, mine. I, I'm sure just because it's it's a meal down, but I have my proteins higher, and then the the carbs just stay the same so it's but with the higher protein will the calories be the same <sighs> no 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 oh, no, no, okay. no. so it's, it's always lower but that 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 because on my rest days say i have i usually do about 300 grams rice on rest days it'd be maybe 250 depending on how i feel but mm. the protein will can go up by 20 30 grams so i always try to keep protein up but carbs very dependent on how i feel but yeah mm. yeah it's yeah i've just followed the same it's been two three years now and it, it seems to work perfect and just gives me a sense of routine that even if i was to do a prep 
not much would change, I guess, apart from the amount of food or extra steps. Yeah. Like it, it just makes it simpler to, mm. to play around with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's your guy? I mean, you, sorry, yeah. it's just, I see like so many people like get their cereals game on oh. after pre, I mean, post-workout. Yeah. Um, I, I love you, you have your cocoa, F- your cocoa shells. Cho- whatever Choco shells, yeah. Um, uh, morning harvest, uh, the Kenyan brand. I, I generally just try and stay away from yeah. those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I would prefer to have like a fruit and, um, um, less processed food, but that's yeah. more for health reasons for me. Um, like, I don't think you have to demonize the cereal or anything. Yeah. Um, Cereal's got a place if you're trying to cram in calories as well. Yeah. It's very easy to digest. And then... You know, choco shells, yeah. Like, yeah, and then I, I just like it. Just one... I My post-training meal, I look forward to it. It's, you know, the rice, mince, bit of veggies, uh... And then the choco shells, just like the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then for some reason, it's it's yeah, it's a bit dumb, but it's one of those meals that make me feel like like a bodybuilder. You know, my favorite bodybuilders. Oh, yeah, they scoffing down their cereal after training, and it it just it just gives me that yeah that identity. Like I feel like yeah, you know. So, it's silly, but it's it just makes me feel like yeah, I'm, I'm still living the lifestyle, even even though <laughs> it's it's just one of those meals that that give me that sort of identity. So I've, I've never I've never changed it. it, it, it just if you there. are gonna eat cereal, like you do, you do want to watch the portions of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they are they are chock a block full I, of I never of uh, sugar. <laughs> watch out for granola. People eat granola. Yeah. 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 But it's about a billion calories. Yeah, because I I never do more than seventy grams. So, and I keep it mostly for like like I said the heavier training days. On leg days, I'll have uh, seventy gram maybe, and then at heavy back or push day, I'll do fifty to sixty. So do you make that with whey, or do you just have? Uh... No, no, because uh, I have it with my rice and mince. And then I finish with the cho- and shells and lactose-free milk or water, uh, like 25 grams, mLs of lactose-free and water. So not, nothing crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I would say like, you don't need to do that to be nope. a bodybuilder. Like, and just, if is... you're going to do it, like, please wear it out. And I think get most yeah. of your carbs, if you can, from like a whole food. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be a bodybuilder, you've got to be able to neck more egg yolks definitely definitely have to do that actually tag me in any videos oh wow but also the reason the choco shells are there is um it's the same way you know when you get a client and uh jp asked me like what do you enjoy and i was like i like if i can have my chocolate daily and i've been having the cereal i like you know I'm, i'm fine eating anything else and he was like, you know what? Perfect. So he he put that, you know, it could be a mindset thing, but that's, no, but that, very, that's a good point. But yeah. like, so that if you are someone who re- loves, if it's sweets or something very sort of high carb, high sugar, then actually having it after you train, yeah. that would be a good time to have it. Like say, yes. rather than 
before you go to bed yeah, yeah. or something like that where you're not <laughs> really going to be using it so yeah. yeah and it's it's not a 200 gram no. bowl it's, it's very <laughs> it's Lovely. pretty much for the work i've done if i know i've trained like past week or two my training's just been you know i've been it's more for my recovery so i'm not really pushing it so there's no need for like we say the extra years or the choco shells so yeah no, you're, you're all, sensible with it just yeah. be be sensible with it but if it's like that one thing in your life <laughs> that you love you know then that's a good time to have it yeah. um so that's where you know being you know just being a bit more knowledgeable of sort of when your body is more sort of sensitive to insulin but i can use those carbs that can really help um so i think i think we've covered everything there mm-hmm. um any any takeaways you want to add um i'll just say what andy is always saying if you can if you have the ability you know doesn't hurt to check your blood glucose find out what's happening so it's, it's always good and you can experiment with different foods you know have your rice check two hours later see what it does and it, it doesn't hurt so that's that, that's pretty much advice I'd, I'd say you know if you can yeah, learn more about yourself just yeah check check your blood glucose see what see what's happening it's always yeah i think the important, yeah, that's a really important message i also think you know understanding blood glucose in general is yeah. important why you know why we want carbohydrates and that's kind of what we covered in this episode it's now just getting people to fill it into how their daily structure works it's yeah. like you know have a play if it you know if foods don't digest well and you're at the gym and you feel heavy and all you're like you're gonna be sick then you know change change that pre-training meal to something a bit more quicker digesting you know yeah. and then have a you know play with that yeah. Have a little play. Yeah. So homework. If you haven't listened to our blood glucose episode, go oh, listen yeah. to that because that that will probably really help you understand this episode. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, get your big rocks in place first, and then you can look to optimize. And again, whether you're in fat loss or whether you're in a building phase or even maintenance, you know, this can all, yeah, just really help. You know help with your performance your goals and just with your health in general yeah right well thank you for listening and we will catch you in our next episode